0: So Mr. Beast released a video that caused a little bit of controversy. It is titled, I spent 7 days in solitary confinement. Where he spends 7 days in solitary confinement. I found a lot of what was said in the video to be frankly bullshit. I'm not judging him in some way for doing this, but as you guys likely know, uh, I have a psych degree and one part of that psych degree was that I spent weeks looking at the research into solitary confinement. And I ended up writing a fairly long essay on the topic, which I actually found, submitted it January, 2016. It's, it's not that ridiculously long apparently. It looks at the research as it was in 2016, and so just to make sure that things hadn't changed significantly, I, I did look into some more recent studies, one in from 2018 and one from 2020, and it seems as though not much has changed. So I can give you a, a broad summation of the problems with this research, and it's probably what you might expect. When you have something that is postulated to have negative psychological ramifications for people, it's a, it's a thing that's very hard to study. Because you can't just take, you know, a hundred people off the street, stick them into a white box for a couple of weeks, and then open it after those weeks to find out what happens. No ethics board is going to allow you to do that. And so what you end up having to do is to study natural instances of when this happens. So, You look at people who are in prisons right now in solitary confinement. But there's a lot of problems with doing this kind of research. The biggest problem is there is no consistent definition of what solitary confinement is. A minimum definition is you spend 22 or more hours with limited exposure to humans or stimulus. Now you can see how there's a lot of wiggle room there. There are some forms of solitary confinement in actual prisons that are effectively holes in the ground. You get chucked in, there's no light, there's no stimulation, and you're just there with no human contact. There is other forms of solitary confinement, which is just a normal prison cell, but you don't stay with someone. You don't have a cellmate, right? You get fresh air, you go for runs, you, you have lights, you have entertainment, you have books that you can read, you get medical support. It's just you have limited exposure to other people because either you're at risk for them or, or they might harm you for whatever reason, right? And so that huge spectrum there means that the results of research looking into solitary confinement are hugely varied. Some studies in soli- solitary confinement find that people have better psychological outcomes being in solitary confinement compared to the average person in prison. But again, it's because they're looking at particular forms of solitary confinement that you or I wouldn't really think of when we think of soli- solitary confinement. The experience that Mr. Beast has here is not one that is traditional for solitary confinement in prisons, say in Canada. There are reports in one of these studies where Canadian nurses were like, look, I I think they should find some way to disincentivize people from asking for solitary confinement because people want to be in solitary confinement because it is a better circumstance to be in than being in a normal prison cell. But obviously that isn't the universal experience, but that's just what I'm trying to communicate is that there's a reason why this, this research and, and the exact effects of solitary confinement aren't very well understood. It's also important to remember that people go into solitary confinement for different reasons. As I say in my essay, there are different kinds of solitary confinement. I'll link this essay down below, but I'll just read one paragraph here. When attempting to characterize solitary confinement, it is worth noting that there are different terms used for solitary confinement dependent on why an inmate is subjected to it. The first is protective custody, which is when an inmate asks for or is simply placed in such confinement because they are viewed to be at risk for harm in the general prison population. The second is disciplinary segregation, where solitary confinement is used for the purposes of punishment for rule violation, which ranges from refusal to follow orders of security staff to acts of violence against other inmates or staff. The third and last type of solitary confinement is termed administrative segregation which is used to remove prisons from the general population who are thought to pose a safety risk to other inmates or staff. Just to be crystal clear though, solitary confinement in the sense of just having people segregated from the general prison population, I think that is fine, there are some cases where that should be done in prisons. If a person is at risk of harm themselves or may harm others, they probably shouldn't be around people. They obviously shouldn't be put into a hole in the ground where they don't get any stimulation and stuff. They should be given the same amenities as everyone else. But, you know, it does make sense sometimes we would be in some sort of solitary confinement away from other people. You can see that these three different categories of people who are likely to go into solitary confinement, they're not the same kinds of people. And so the effect that it's going to have on them, it varies. As well, people normalize and 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 adapt to experiences so someone who's been in solitary confinement 10 times is potentially not going to be as negatively impacted as a person going in there for the first time regardless of the context of what actually the solitary confinement is as well there have been studies that have found that some people when they go into prison have their psychological health improve compared to when they're outside of prison and that may seem buck wild insane and you're right to think that but the reason why this happens for some people It's because some people's lives on the outside are just so fraught with potential risk of harm they're, they're malnourished they're, they're they're worried about they, they can't sleep well they don't have places to sleep and stuff so so going into a prison actually leads them to having a schedule consistent meals, a consistent place to sleep, actually getting medical care, something they might not be able to get in their circumstances outside of prison, and so they actually improve. But you wouldn't, from that information, say, oh, we should all just go to prison so our psychological health will improve. It's that the people who are being studied in prison or or in solitary confinement are not normal people. They aren't Mr. Beast. Even looking at studies into solitary confinement, is not likely to get, give you a good idea as to what might happen to a person like Mr. Beast. Because Mr. Beast isn't traditionally the sort of person going to prison or being put into solitary confinement. Most of the reason why we look at solitary confinement as torture, at least when we look at you know, the hole in the ground, no no stimulus, no light or whatever, it's just because people who do it say, Yo, it sucks. And you can probably understand, it would suck. Mr. Beast, went in seven days is like, this was fucking horrible. And so, I think it's a fair statement to say that solitary confinement is generally speaking not something you want to do. But there are statements in this video where he's like, look man, if you're in solitary confinement for 50 hours, it can have permanent psychological damage. Anything past 50 hours in a white room like this can lead to permanent psychological damage. There's there's nothing like that in the research right there. And and, and this dude, they've got some quack dude in the video. He's meant to be a psychologist or something, but he's just saying random stuff like, "Um, Mr. Beast is going primal. It's the natural human urge for freedom. He's regressing to primal instinct. It's just very strange, right? Mr. Beast in that cell had with him a pen and a notepad. He had a clear purpose of why he was in there. He knew that his experience was going to end. He did ad reads. He was so psychologically fine. He had a camera in which to talk to. He had some purpose, he had hope for the future, right? These are the sorts of things that people who are in solitary confinement don't necessarily have. They're people in prison who are potentially already depressed. Mr. Beast is a psychologically healthy person with access to wealth and a fortune and, and, and a good future and stuff. This is a temporary stay for him, where that isn't necessarily the case for most people who are in prison or in solitary confinement. So it's irrational to expect that a person like Mr. Beast, having limited human contact for seven days would have significant psychological harm from doing this is what I'm saying. So the reason why I, I looked at this specifically was that I found videos where people were like, Man, Mr. Beast has gone insane doing this to himself, man. He's gonna he's gonna fuck his brain up forever. That's just nonsense. It, it is all nonsense. The thing that I think that hurt Mr. Beast most in this whole procedure was something that you don't traditionally get in solitary confinement, which is he had the lights on permanently. You see him here, how he's got like the, the blanket over his head trying to block out the light. That was his problem, I think. The reason why this was so arduous for him wasn't because he was alone for seven days, you know, with a camera and notepad and all this stuff. The reason why it was so bad for him is because he had no idea how much time was passing. There's just no world where there's more than 24 hours left. I can't do another 24 hours in here. I'm at my limit. If you had given him a clock and like enabled him to dim the lights when he wanted to go to sleep, he would probably be fine. Have you ever tried sleeping in Full lice, it's awful, it affects you mentally, it it fucks with your entire body, it fucks with your circadian rhythm. He wouldn't be getting good rest and so it would feel terrible because of that. I'm not saying spending seven days by yourself in a room like this wouldn't be a bit difficult, but I think the most psychologically damaging thing for him in this case wasn't being solitary, it was the light. Again, something that isn't traditionally something that happens in solitary confinement. Normally, you're aware of the passage of days. (laughs) You, you're able to get sleep. The the lights turn off. Losing my sense of time led to other problems. No matter what I do, I literally just can't sleep. sleep. These lights are just really messing with my brain. 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 I wanna add that nowhere in the video does it explicitly say that the lights always stayed on in Mr. Beast's room. I think it is though just heavily implied by many things he said, especially his losing track of how many days have passed if there was a day and night cycle in his room, then he wouldn't lose track. And also when he walked outside at the end, it was nighttime, but it was still light in his room. However, in the video, there is at least one shot that is suggestive that maybe this camera is looking in darkness, and that's why it's sort of, you know, grayscale like this. It should be obvious that Mr. Beast's video wasn't some sort of scientific experiment. He would have a reason to sensationalize what's going on. And so there is some doubt as to the exact circumstances of his confinement. So what I'm saying here is, I don't think the experience that Mr. Beast had should be called solitary confinement. And I think it was a little bit sensationalist, maybe even a little bit irresponsible, to have this random dude just being like, man, he's he's going feral, he's going wild, he's, he, he's, he's gonna have permanent psychological damage after 50 hours and shit. It's it, it, complete nonsense. It's the natural human urge for freedom. He's regressing to primal instinct. I do think the research into solitary confinement is interesting in the barriers that exist uh, preventing it from really being studied completely. I think it is a safe conclusion to say that solitary confinement isn't something that you would normally want to seek out. Social contact is important. Stimulation is important. Certainly getting sleep with the lights off is important. But I do not think for even a second that Mr. Beast here for these seven days was risking his mental health significantly or was at much risk of long-term health ramifications. I think this was fine. And so everyone who was worried about mr beast or whatever or thinks he was doing something irresponsible i don't think he was the only thing potentially that he was doing that was irresponsible was maybe to some degree misleading people about solitary confinement but again while the research is you know very hazy because it's a hard thing to study i don't think the conclusion of saying solitary confinement isn't good is one that you can't reasonably have like i'm sure people would leave this video and be like man solitary confinement is uh is bad and i don't think Believing that is going to negatively impact you even if um your ideas of what solitary confinement are Is not necessarily going to be exactly accurate (laughs) Um, After watching this video. Yeah, Vsauce did do a video on this as well. His circumstances were a little bit different though I think I'd have to watch the video again to know the details Regardless not a fun experience, but not something that's likely going to in the short term really fuck you up Stop now that I have your attention hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best